0: Welcome to the Fields of Fantasy, Fantasy 5
1: Podcast, presented by TH Fantasy Football. And welcome to the Championship Weekend Edition of the Fields of Fantasy, Fantasy 5 Podcast. Pestle and Ed are together remotely again today for our record. How are you, Ed? Are you looking forward to New Year's Eve this evening? Um, Well, probably getting early night. (laughs) <laughs> living the dream. <laughs> I think we've discussed this previously.
0: New Year's Eve, um, maybe getting a bit too old for it now. So if I see in midnight, I've done well.
1: I'm looking forward to watching the slate of NFL games this evening rather than going out and celebrating. I'm sure there'll be some fireworks happening outside my window I can observe for free.
0: Yeah, that's an excellent cost-saving tip, Mark. Well
1: done. But we're full of tips here. That's what we do on Thirds Fantasy. A quick rundown of the games that have already happened then. It's a very brief rundown because we'll go through them in the main show next week. Jet Browns, we spoke about in the main show that we recorded on Thursday and then didn't put out till Friday. So it's a good job you didn't hear us suggesting that you should sit Joe Flacco because he turned out to have a very good evening again, 23.66 points. Story of the evening, though, for me and for many people in championship games, Amari Cooper was announced as being out quite late. So for UK fantasy players especially, lots of people have left him in lineups, myself included, in a championship game. So we've gone from 50 plus points to zero, which was very disappointing. Not what we expected. Last night's game, I've not watched it. We're recording this early on Sunday morning in the UK, so we'll be watching the highlights of this next. But Cowboys edged a victory against the Lions, 20 points to 19. From what I've heard so far, there was some questionable play call on the Lions side of the ball. But for fantasy, the highlight is CD Lamb went for 227 yards and a touchdown for 40.20 points. You heard Amari Cooper was out and he wanted to stake his claim to wide receiver one of the week so far. So any of you who've got C.D. Lamb in your championship lineups, you're off to an extremely good start. Shall we get into looking towards some of the key points for today's games though, Ed?
0: Yep, let's go straight into number one.
1: Oh! The Injury Report. Oh, 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 oh! First of this week, we'll have a look at our injury report. So some news over the last couple of days that may impact your championship or toilet bowl lineups as well if you're still trying to avoid finishing at the bottom of your leagues. Jacoby Brissett is down as a game-time decision, so Sam Howell might start now. That isn't Sam Howell news. This is news for McLaurin, Samuel and Dotson. So if you've got those at wide receiver, if Sam Howell's starting, I think you can lower your expectation what they might manage to achieve. McLaurin owners especially, I think you'd have been looking forward to being able to start him if Brissett was throwing in the ball. Trevor Lawrence also ruled out at this point. C.J. Stroud, though, some good news at quarterback, clear to play. So good news for Stroud owners in Championship Games and also good news if you have Nico Collins on your roster. Raheem Mostert has got an out designation now, which adds significant value to Devon Achan, but he was described as should be good to go by Mike McDaniel on Thursday. So is he 100%? You're obviously starting him anyway and hope for the upside. We don't know if he's going to be at full strength, but still, an 80% Devon Achan is better than most running backs that you could be starting at a championship game. Josh Jacobs, doubtful, so that's likely that he will be out. Zamir White still available in 47% of leagues and has a favourable matchup against the Colts, who have given up third most fancy points to running backs this season. He could have been one of my starters of this week, but I've included him here instead. Isaiah Pacheco is expected to play, so that CEH expectation from earlier in the week has calmed down significantly, especially... As he's been dealing with illness this week as well. Keenan Allen ruled out again. Cortland Sutton ruled out with concussion. Christian Watson listed as doubtful. But some good news at wide receiver. Michael Pittman is clear concussion protocol and is available to play today. And we'll be talking about him shortly again as well. Trevor, we look at some defense if we could play the Wed. Time to get defensive.
0: Okay, a couple of defences. I mean, at this stage, you've probably got your defence or you might be in dire straits and in need of one. So I've chosen a couple of defences that are low rostered. So first of all, uh, Las Vegas, the Raiders, didn't think I'd be saying this, but they're very much on fire. They're the hot defence at the moment. Still only 25% rostered. They're a number six defence overall and they come in off the back of two huge 20 plus weeks in terms of fancy score. And I expect them to go big against the Colts again this week. So Raiders are one defence to look at. And for one final time this year, I will say it once again, the Minnesota Vikings, okay? They should be someone you're considering. Uh, I'll bang that drum. They're in the number eight fancy defence. They're still only 15% rostered, five double-figure scores. They've always had a positive score, never had a, a bust week, so to speak. They have leaked points uh, in the last couple of weeks, which has affected their fancy score. But I expect them to bounce back into double figures against Green Bay this week. So outside of the big defenses, I'd be looking at the Raiders or the
1: Vikings. Put it to the vault. In Tom's absence this week, we're gonna cover the poll of the week between us. So last week we were looking at some fancy busts. And out of our three selections, two people thought was the worst fancy player in the season. So Ed, you went for Austin Eckler, Tom went for Devontae Adams, and I went for Patrick Mahomes. How do we think they turned out? What order do you reckon they ended up in?
0: I was pretty confident with my pick. I'll go with um, Eckler, Adams. I mean, who's the third one? Mahomes. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, or Eckler, Mahomes, Adams, I'll go.
1: That's exactly as it was. Austin Eckler got 51% of the vote. Mahomes got 34%, and Devontae Adams got 15%. We're going the other way this week, though. We're going to have a look at our picks for fantasy stars on the season. Now, we're not looking at the Obvious high scorers. We're not looking at CMC and Tyreek Hill. There's obviously some huge success and surprise stories this season as well. So the likes of Nakua and Achan. We're looking at players that where they were drafted and what was hoped of them have met or exceeded that expectation and are stars in our rosters most likely because we've got that bit of recency bias on who we drafted as well. So Tom has given us the pick of Michael Pittman. So Michael Pittman was being drafted as the wide receiver 36 in PPR at the start of the season, and is currently wide receiver 11. Looking back at his stats, he has been pretty reliable. Consider it wide receiver 36. You're spending a flex draft pick on him at that stage, really. He's been consistently giving you wide receiver one, a wide receiver two numbers, and only the occasional down week. Looking at his stats, he's had one, two, three weeks outside of the top 30, So for a player that was being drafted as wide receiver 36, you can't argue that's a really good pick from Tom. Who are you looking at, though, Ed?
0: Yeah, well, I'm surprised Tom didn't go for this, actually, because Tom had kind of first choice, and that's Jordan Love. I think he's been nothing short of a phenomenon, fancy-wise, in terms of achieving beyond what we expected. I think he was drafted around quarterback uh, 26, so quite often going undrafted in many drafts. He's just been relentless, really. He's ended up, what, currently he's quarterback six which, you know, look at some of the the quarterbacks that he's ahead of. You know, the most obvious one is Mahomes, but he's ahead of the likes of uh, Trevor Lawrence, obviously Burrow with his injury. But in terms of those quarterbacks that people spent some big draft capital on, Jordan Love really has outperformed them. And he's not really had down weeks. He's had two weeks where he scored below 10 points, but he's been really consistent, lots of 20-plus points. Um, And if you picked him up on waivers early on, you've got an absolute steal. So, yeah, I, I definitely think Jordan Love's had a great season.
1: I think he's somebody who has gone underappreciated as well. I think he's a player that a lot of people spoke quite negatively about. And I mean, what quarterback has been relentlessly consistent this season? So I think that's an unfair stick to beat with, and that is the most common stick people are using to uh, to criticise him. My player, someone I don't think people have been critical on, but I do think he's underappreciated, and that is Rashad White. Now, Rashad White was being drafted as... Running back 24 in PPR. So people were expecting him to do well, but he's going around, round six, round seven, but is currently RB4 over the course of this season so far. He's had nine RB1 finishes. He's only had three finishes outside of being an RB2. And over the last few weeks, he's just been re- really, really reliable as well. There is a good chance he has got people into championship games. And I don't expect he will be in a lot of championship rosters as well this week and a player that we'd picked as being a breakout candidate as well. So I'm picking one that makes us look like we know our stuff as well, Ed, There, just to uh, pat ourselves on the head a little bit.
0: Yes, we've got a little bit of stick on Twitter this week from a certain fantasy account about some of our, let, let's say, less than favourable picks. So so let, let's bang the drum for Richard White, who we were very, very high
1: on. So Tom will put that as a poll later, so please get yourselves involved. And once again, anyone that you want to throw into the mix as well, then let us know. SIDS OF THE WEEK
0: Okay, so a couple of players I'd be very wary of keeping in your starting lineups if you have them uh, anywhere on your roster in this championship week. The first is a tight end, and it's Pat Frymuth at the Steelers. Now, what appeared to be a breakout week against the Bengals in week 12 now very much appears to be an outlier. In that game, he got 9 of 11 for 120 yards. Since that, in four games, he's got 9 of 16 for 63 yards. And he had no targets um, in the return game against the Bengals last week uh, as Mason Rudolph suited up at quarterback for the first time this season. Now, it's expected Rudolph will quarterback again uh, today. So, yeah, I'd be very wary of starting Pat Frymouth. He's just not getting the targets. And let's mention him again, our old friend, Dishonest Gabe. Doesn't get more (laughs) risky than Gabe Davis, does it? Uh, He is your archetypal boom or bust candidate, simple as that. Uh, After last week's big haul of 23 points, he's almost certain to go pointless as he did in his previous two outings. So play him at your peril would be my advice.
1: I might say Gabe is a start of the week, so we're (laughs) absolutely covered because it is 50-50, so we may as well cover ourselves. As we've established, he's a liar, so we can't trust him. Starts of the Week. Starts of the Week this week, then. As we've already said on the main show, you are likely locked in with vast majority of your picks and you're probably not looking to the wave of and in championship games. So the three players I've gone for here then are players that are not being started in as many places as they should be, considering their roster percentage, but also I think a relatively good value for DFS on DraftKings as well this week. So first up, Zeke Elliott, 82% rostered on Sleeper. And currently only 64% started and $6,000 on DraftKings, so reasonable value. He's got Buffalo, who have been middle of the pack over the season against running backs, although better over the last few weeks. I think he should be good for 15 points, though, and I'd put him as a mid-to-high RB2 this week, especially as he's seen a minimum of 83% of the snaps over the last three weeks. Will he get a touchdown, though? They've eluded him over recent games. He's not had one since week seven, but this could be the week for Zeke. DeAndre Swift, 96% roster, but only 83% started. He should be being started anywhere he's owned this week. Only $6,500 on DraftKings as well. He's got the Cardinals, giving up the most fancy points per game to running backs this season, averaging 29.04 per game. Swift saw 18 carries in week 15, 20 last week, along with his first touchdown since week 11. He should be in line for a big role against a soft defence, so fire him up. running back eight to a running back 12 finish this week, I think. And finally, a player who's been going down in value over the last couple of weeks considering his performances for fantasy, DeAndre Hopkins, still 94% roster, but only 69% started and available for $6,000 on DraftKings. Hopkins is seeing 28% target share and averages 68 receiving yards per game under Levitz, who is due to start again this week. The Texans rank 31st in schedule-adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. Surely Hopkins gets that revenge game this week. I see him finishing as a mid-to-low wide receiver too, with touchdown-dependent upside as well. With Hopkins, you never know when he's going to offer off for a 2-3 touchdown game again. I don't see that happening, but I think especially DraftKings, for his cost, he could be a really good value pick.
0: Yeah, I think D-Hop, like McLaurin, very much relies on the quarterback. So... If Tannehill starts, I'd be very wary of Hopkins, just like if somehow starts for for Scary Terry. So, yeah, keep an eye on those quarterbacks uh, as well.
1: So that's us done for Fantasy Five. Short and sweet like our good friend Michael Poulter.
0: Anything else we would like to say, Edward? No, just thanks for all your support. And don't forget to vote for us
1: in the awards. Oh, yeah, we nearly didn't mention that for a whole show. So yeah, make sure you cast your vote for us on the Sports Podcast Awards page as well. And check out our Twitter page for your chance to win a copy of the Super Bowl 58 programme, courtesy of statesidesports.co.uk. From us, have a fantastic New Year's Eve. Have an amazing New Year. And we will see you the other side in 2024. But for the final time this year, Malcolm, take us home.
0: You have been listening to Pesto, Ed, and Tom of TH Fantasy Football. For more content, follow TH underscore fantasy underscore NFL on Instagram and
1: Twitter.